Partly cloudy and zero in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Two people are in custody following a shooting in Calgary's northeast early this morning. Police were called around 5.45 a.m. to the 2900 block of Dover Crescent for reports of shots fired. An adult man and woman were taken into custody. Police are searching for a black pickup truck that fled the scene. There are no reports of any injuries. More news in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. Main routes in and around the city are in great shape this morning with light volume and dry road conditions. As for construction in the southeast Blackwood Trail and 42nd Avenue has lane closures in all directions. Police are on scene as well, connecting traffic in the middle of the intersection because those lights are out. So expect delays over here. Indigo's wellness event is on now. Find your feel good with up to 25% off Indigo weighted blankets, the 5-minute journal, and more. Visit indigo.ca. Exclusions apply. From the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Kay Houston. The RCMP Major Crimes Unit is investigating after a body was found west of Chestermere. RCMP said they were notified Friday of human remains located on a rural road. The body was taken to the medical examiner's office in Calgary, where an autopsy will be conducted tomorrow. According to RCMP, the victim is believed to have been a woman, but her identity is not yet known. Anyone with information about the investigation is asked to contact Chestermere RCMP, local police or Crime Stoppers. Some of Alberta's COVID-19 restrictions are being eased effective tomorrow. Global's Adam McVicker has the details. Starting tomorrow, outdoor social gatherings up to 10 people will be allowed as long as everyone can keep that physical distance of two meters. If not, masks are recommended. However, indoor gatherings are still not allowed. Now, personal wellness services will also be allowed to reopen on Monday, but only for one-on-one services and by appointment only. Those wellness services include businesses like salons, barbershops, aesthetics, reflexology, tattoo and piercing shops. Capacity limits for funerals are also being up to 20 people as long as distancing is observed. Health officials say people are still expected to follow health guidelines, including masks and distancing. Inoculation efforts across Canada have resulted in more than 543,000 residents receiving a COVID-19 vaccine dose as of the most recent tally last night. But the pace of immunizations is set to decrease as Pfizer-BioNTech takes a pause to upgrade its production facilities in Europe. Procurement Minister Anita Anand is urging the drug maker to get the country's COVID-19 vaccine delivery schedule back on track as soon as possible. Cases of the novel coronavirus surged past the 700,000 mark yesterday. And tomorrow is fabled to be the most depressing day of the year during one of the darkest eras in recent history. Experts say Blue Monday is a little more than a marketing gimmick, but the pandemic-fueled pal of winter is having a real impact on Canadians' mental health. National CEO of the Canadian Mental Health Association, Margaret Eaton, says one of the best salves for this year's seasonal slump is as simple as getting up on your own two feet. There is a very well-documented connection showing that moving, increasing your physical activity definitely impacts your mood and can alleviate anxiety and mild to moderate depression. A survey of 1,800 people last spring suggests that 84% of Canadians feel their mental health has gotten worse since the outbreak hit. 
Global News Sky Tracker weather today's high 5 degrees with a mix of sun and cloud. Tonight, there's a 30% chance of flurries with a low of minus 2. Tomorrow, clearing conditions and a high of plus 1. It's 0 at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. It's uh, January the 17th and it looks like it's a pretty decent little day we're going to have out there again today. Um, good day to get out, go for a good walk, go for a little hike maybe, stop by a garden center, maybe look at some seeds, some uh, little grower supplies. I know tropical plants. I know uh, the crew down at Spruce yesterday, they were pretty busy re repotting um, tropical plants for most of the afternoon. Um, they offer, if you buy a plant in a pot, they'll transplant it for free down there for you. So I know they're doing lots of transplanting, which is uh, always lots of fun. I Actually, I always get to do a couple of them when I stop in because it always seems I'm right in the middle of when they're busy. So I'd always, I take the easiest job. I'll, I'll, I'll transplant the plant. And it's just nice getting your hand in the soil and, uh, it's it's it always just feels good. I wish I could do a bit more of that. As, uh, I think I'm going to try and do a bit more of that this year and get the hands in the soil, do a bit more of that that kind of stuff because it's lots of fun and it just it feels good. It's good for your soul. I think it uh, gets you dirty a little bit, gets the, gets the hands a little dirt underneath the fingernails, all kinds of fun stuff. So today, actually, we have a couple, two or three guests coming on. We're going to chat, and I'm going to work on the, I know we've had some requests for the cannabis and tobacco. I'm going to line up a couple guests um, on that topic to get a couple growers to come on, and uh, we'll chat about that. I'm hoping to hopefully do that next week, as uh, we should be able to get a couple people lined up to help us out with that. And uh, we'll try and do the step-by-step -step growing. I know I had one text or an email ask about some detailed. It's just it's hard to lay it out just over te or on text and and email. So what we're going to try and do is lay out some easy ways of growing uh, cannabis and 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 tobacco because we, I, I know a couple people have done it and uh, with good success and. They get right into it. It's it's a it ends up being a project. It's not like they're growing a, a a warehouse full of it for for everybody. They're just they're growing enough for for themselves or whatever. But it's just more the challenge because as they say, it's a weed, but it it doesn't grow like weed. It's not super super easy. There's it's a little bit more scientific, I guess. There's a few more things that uh, it's like a poinsettia to get it to go red. Uh, cannabis plants are very similar to get them to bud properly. And I'm, I'm amazed a lot of people are doing them outside. So I'm going to try and chat with that as well here in Calgary. I, I, I didn't think they would be able to get it all the way to the bud stage, but they are doing that as well. So, but also um, I got Janet Melrose and she's the cottage gardener. She's going to join us here right away. I'm going to pull her up just after I finish babbling here. We'll pull up Janet. And uh, she's going to talk about some of her talks that she has coming up. And uh, and then we have Mark from Prune It Up. He's going to tell us what we should be looking for on our trees and and all that out there. 
And then a little bit later, we're going to talk tropical plants with Jen, and we're going to see what's safe for our pets. And, and so we get a lot of those questions coming in. And and it's sometimes hard. Like a lot of a lot of dogs and cats don't bother your pets, but some just can't help themselves. They're they're in them all over the place. Um, mine go after tomatoes. I have little uh, Shih Tzus, and they just on the tomatoes because I grow those yellow tomatoes, the tiny, the sugar babies, and they just they love them like as much as we do. They're they're great tomato and man oh man the dogs just they they treat them like candy they just love them so anyways i'm gonna bring janet up on the phone line here right away um and gord if you could do that that would be great good morning janet good morning merle happy new year <laughs> happy new year to you as well are you anytime i've see, first time i see a person in the new year it's happy new year <laughs> yeah no kidding like it's an unless you're at the garden center or something else or yeah. maybe going for a walk and you pass somebody or you can't go visit or doing anything so yeah. Yeah. you can always set up a little seed meeting at, at the garden center and meet Ooh. people at the, in front of the seed rack <laughs> <That'd be okay. laughs> yeah, no, that's that's actually not a bad idea. So, yeah, if anybody's cool. looking to get out with a friend today, just yeah. hey, I'll meet you down at Spruce it Up in front of the seed rack, and there you go. Yeah, exactly. Seeds are flying off those shelves fast. Yeah, but the nice thing is, and in Canada, and sometimes we get the news um, out of the states or other places where they're talking shortages and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, from what I understand in, in talking with our seed companies that we deal with, um, all Western Canadian seeds, they have secured a very, very large number of seeds, and they don't seem to be too concerned about um, the supply this year. So I'm hoping okay. they can they can keep that going because, yeah, yeah it, it is very important, and, and we don't want to create a – a riot or just a craziness on seeds, but yeah, I, yeah, but I would I would get out and get if you want certain varieties and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, if if you see them in the garden center when you're there, buy them. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't wait and maybe come back. You don't know for no. sure. No, so I, I, and I agree with you. There's going to be peas, for instance, but is there going to be little marvel peas? You know, who knows? You know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, I've already stocked up already from what I think I'm going to be using. So, <laughs> I'm feeling awesome. Cool. Do you do any spring bulbs as all? Well? Do you do like begonia bulbs or gladiolas yep. or? Yep. Yeah. And which ones do you like? Oh, I do everything I can lay my hands on. Um, I've got a canna lily sitting in the basement right now in dormancy and a bunch of uh, tuber begonias. Uh, let's see, what else do I got? I saved some of my caladium. <coughs> yeah. Um, Calidiums? <laughs> Calidiums, thank you. Yeah, those uh, are nice. That, that's a big yeah. elephant ear sort of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I really like those guys. So, so I saved some of those last winter. And then, of course, I'm going to stock up, I think. Uh, I always love my glads. And, you know, so it's, you know. I, I miss gladiolas. I used to, like, yeah. when I was a head grower at uh, down at Sunnyside, yeah. I just, we used to always grow them, but they're so hard to bring in now as we don't grow things and none of the uh, gardeners really grow anything just because yeah. the transportation of them, right? Because if you get them on, they sit on the racks, they're so tall ah. and and they just bounce around and they flop all over. So that's why uh, yeah. you don't see them started no. anywhere anymore. No, I, but I remember we used yeah. to grow hundreds of them. Like they would yeah. come in off the... 
They'd come yeah. off the soil machine. We'd pop the bulbs in there because yeah. you put you you'd fill the yeah. pot halfway up and then put it yeah. back through the machine. Yeah, and I it like would fill it the other half. Too. Yeah, yeah. I like starting them fairly early so that they're blooming in August, not September. You know. No, and that is, and it, and it's true though, right? Like timing on some of those ones that take longer. Yeah. If you wait to until May to start your glads, it's going to be a September yeah. before you enjoy them, and yeah. you'd be lucky if you do because if we get the late early frost or something, then you're. Oh, that stupid snowstorm that happened last fall and the <laughs> long weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But you also you have a few things going on. You do lots yeah. of uh, talks and things like yeah. that. So what yeah, I, what do you what do you yeah. got going on? Okay, what I want to talk about specifically today is um, a series of six talks uh, for my horticultural therapy program, the GROW Project. Okay. And GROW stands for Garden-Based Renewal of Wellness. Okay? Anyway, okay. so these talks are fully sponsored by TD Friends of the Environment, so they're free to the public. And nice. we Yeah, and uh, they're going to be on Thursdays starting this uh, not every Thursday, every third Thursday, roughly, uh, starting this coming uh, Thursday with me. And I'm going to be literally talking for gardening for health and wellness. But we've got Jeremy Zoller lined up uh, okay. for February the 11th, and he's going to talk landscape and design, specifically edibles. Um, and then we've got Mike Dorian, who's going to be doing soils, the soul of I was going to say, he's gonna, he, he'll probably be doing soils. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ask Mike to do glads, forget it. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he'll, he'll give you the right soil to grow the glads, but... That's right. But, uh, you know, that um, that man, yeah, he keeps he keeps going to these conferences and coming back with the neatest information, so I'm well, looking that's, forward to But it. that's where it all starts, though, in yes. your soil. Like, people... Uh, yeah. Sometimes don't want to invest a little bit extra on those good amendments and a few things are put yep. in the extra little bit of sweat labor at the beginning. Yep. But man, if you do that early, you're going to you're yep. going to reap the rewards later on. So, you know, I'm switching my thought patterns like it used to be, you know, we'd buy 90% plants and maybe a a nod to fertilizers, right? Now, yeah. it's it should be like 60% improving the soil and 40% plants, you know? Yeah, absolutely. If you, don't, if you don't take care of your soul, you got nothing. So, yeah, so he's in March, beginning of March. And then after okay. that, J Jeremy's back again, and he's going to be doing water security. Um, and guess what? That's pretty damn important for Calgary. Um, yeah. I'm back again in April, and I'm going to be doing rewilding the urban garden. It's something that I'm doing an awful lot of research on right now, so it's a real passion of mine right now. And then we're going to finish up with the, the father of urban gardening, uh, Rod Olson from Leaf and Liar. He's going to be talking about where he sees food resiliency and local food sustainability in our in our city. So, you know, this it's pretty damn good lineup um absolutely free, you know free. okay but I, obviously with covid i'm assuming they're going to yep. be online all of them all of them okay I thought, you know, so let's not even where, bother yeah where do we yeah. go to to see that okay you can uh their tickets are on eventbrite so you can just uh google uh the grow project eventbrite let's see the go the, the grow project calgary eventbrite or you can go to my Facebook account because I've got the poster up there, and that's just Calgary's Cottage Gardener. Um, and Jeremy and Mike and Rod are going to be posting it on their 
their websites as well. So, um, But I would say either go directly to Eventbrite right now or to my Facebook would be the easiest way. Okay, so that's Grow Project Eventbrite. Okay. Yep, Calgary. Okay. Okay. And yeah, I, I'd uh, love to fill up all 50 spots in each one of those sessions. And and they're free, so, they're which free. is awesome. You know, And you know why they're free? Because of the TD Friends of the Environment. Okay, and this is, okay, I see this, the Eventbrite, the yeah. Grow Project. Yeah, yeah oh, so if you, if you, if you just type that in, it's easy, Grow Project Event, right. um, just Eventbrite, yeah. and it'll take you right to it, yeah. and Horticultural Therapy, yeah. and I think that's a great thing, but Janet, I'm just going to put you on hold, and we'll just, we'll dive in a little bit deeper, I have a little bit of time between now and the and the morning, and the last break at uh, 928, so we can chat a little bit more. But right now, I'm just going to take a quick break, and then let's. We'll just dive into this a little bit. I got it up on my screen, and we can uh, give people a little bit more information and make sure we fill those spots up for you. All right, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And we're just going to go back and uh, continue our chat with uh, Janet Melrose. So welcome back, Janet. And welcome back, too. <laughs> uh, so um, I, I was looking at this project and yeah. uh, and all the information you've gotten going on it. Um, and it, it is especially going through a COVID year, um, mm-hmm. and hopefully that'll be the only one we go through. Yeah, get it over with this year. But doing things like this is very important for therapy, like getting people, get your mind off of things, yeah. getting your hand, and just, just doing something other than just hearing how many cases we get each day or whatever, right? Like it's, yep. it's yeah, quite literally. You know, every time you know you, you tend to get a little obsessed with numbers and stuff like that, right? So anytime I feel like I'm getting that way, I just drag out something and start growing. Um, you know, just like you were mentioning at the beginning of the show, you want to get your hands dirty. So yeah, um, literally the Grow Project Hort Therapy is using gardening as therapy. And, and, you know, in my, with the instance of the Grow Project, um, it's a group of people who live with lifelong mental health disorders. So they're especially vulnerable right now with COVID. But we all are. We're all vulnerable with our mental health, right? So, yeah, yeah, no, and, and it's hard when with the weather that we're going to be getting here in the next couple of weeks, going to be getting oh. a little bit chilly. It's going to yep. make it a little bit those yep. minus 20s. I know we built a, a sensory garden with the Bethany Care Center over in Sundance. Um, one of the gentlemen was there, and uh, unfortunately, his wife, it was in there with, uh, with an issue and just wanted to help all the rest of the, mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. at – um, mm-hmm. at the center there. So he, he called yeah. us and we, we all chipped in and we built this uh, sensory garden with different plants and, and made it a certain height so the wheelchairs could get underneath, things mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. it was just amazing once you get into it how much that it works, though, right? Gets their oh, the smells. It does. 
yeah, it's profound, actually. Um, we are, as human beings, we tend to think we're above nature, but we're not. We are part of nature. Um, one of my favorite things right now is we are not, we don't own the land, it owns us. Uh, we need to be off the land. So, yeah, the more we are there, the better we feel, you know? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. You know? No. You know? So... What mm-hmm. is, what is your talk going to be mainly on? Like what which one are you and you are back? You, what when is yours? Mine's this coming Thursday. Um, okay, and what this, will it be? It's about horticultural therapy, but it's also about gardening for our own individual health and wellness. Um, so, you know, like what so, kind of foods to eat, to garden or or what do you? Techniques, um, how how gardening helps us. Um, sort of a little bit about biophilia. Um, I'm going to use the Grow Project uh, Hort program as a sort of a case study just so people get a sense of ground what horticultural therapy is. Because I still get people saying, Hort therapy, does that mean you heal plants? And I say, no, I heal people. <laughs> you know, With so plants, yeah. With plants, exactly. So, you know, so it's a little bit of that, but it's also <laughs> um, about how we in our own backyards can garden for our own health and wellness and how we can do it safely too please and thank you um as in don't try and plant that 20 gallon tree all by yourself um you know and what it might take for you um for instance my knees are getting worse and worse so i'm starting to raise all of my beds so what is it going to take so that you can garden into your 90s is you know or any particular ailment that you might have because we tend to think oh I have this that means I can't garden anymore and I'm thinking oh yes we can do that you know let's, oh absolutely let's and, and yeah. just just raising it up makes all the difference the like difference. if that's what yeah. you need to because it, it is hard if you're if you're down on the ground or trying to kneel sure. over the whole time it's hard yeah. on your back no matter who you are yeah. right like it's yeah, exactly you know I can all of my various disabilities uh you know starting from my toes to my head i can attribute to gardening uh you know so uh it's uh you know we need to garden wisely we need to to safeguard our health when we're gardening you know All just right. like wear our helmets on the ski slope <laughs> have a raised bed in our garden <laughs> yeah absolutely so and one more time so if you get mm-hmm. if anybody wants to sign up for it and it was really easy mm-hmm. actually i just signed up for one and it just go to Eventbrite and just put the Grow Project and it'll pop right up really nice yep. and easy, easy yep. to register. And they are free. Yep. So there's one coming up uh, this Thursday. So mm-hmm. you'll get to spend some time with Janet. And it's between 7 and 8.30 p.m. on the 21st. So which is we'll perfect. And, and then the yep. next one is the April 15th. Oh, and no, then no, March. Next, uh, no, next one's Feb 11th, February 11th. Oh, okay. Yeah, they don't yeah. have that one listed on there. They just they jumped right oh. down to to Thursday, the April the 15th, and then March, and oh, then okay. March uh, March yeah. 4th. Yeah, if you if I'll double double check that they're all up there, but yeah, there's it's basically one in January, one in Feb, two in March, one in April, okay. one in early May. Yeah, we wanted to okay. finish before the grow season really got going. So this okay, is, this awesome. Is, this this is for the love of gardening, right? <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much, Janet. Oh, and you, you can also see you on your website is the the Cottage uh, Gardener. Uh, Calgary's Cottage Gardener. So I'm just on Facebook, not on. I don't have a website. Okay. So if you're on Facebook, look for look for her on there, and uh, and away you go. Thank you so much. Uh, 
Thank you, Merle. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So don't forget, if you're looking for something to do next Thursday, since we can't go, actually, you can go outside at that time with people, but it might be a little chilly. But if you're looking to spend a little time inside, uh, join in with Janet and uh, on the Grow Project. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Partly cloudy and plus one in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Two people are in custody following a shooting in Calgary's northeast early this morning. Police were called to the 2900 block of Dover Crescent for reports of shots fired. Police are searching for a black pickup truck that fled the scene. No reports of any injuries. Effective tomorrow, personal wellness services such as salons, barbershops and reflexology are allowed to reopen as the province is easing some COVID-19 restrictions. Outdoor gatherings of up to 10 people are permitted. Masks and two-meter distancing must still be upheld. And the RCMP Major Crimes Unit is investigating after a body was found west of Chestermere on Friday. The body was taken to the medical examiner's office in Calgary, where an autopsy will be conducted tomorrow. The victim's identity is not yet known. It's plus one. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. You can call at 403-974-8255 or from out of town, 1-800-563-7770. Right now, we're going to talk some trees. We got Mark, and he's calling in from Printed Up Tree Care. Good morning, Mark. Morning, Merle. How's it going? Good, good. Um, seen last week, busy week up in the trees. You guys were uh, dead, dead. Uh, what do you call that? Dead, we were removing deadwood from uh, the spruce trees, but uh, midweek there we had those uh, those big winds come in, and uh, we had some storm damage calls that we had to go and do. And so, yeah, it was uh, it was some big winds, and you just have to now make sure that you're going out and doing your inspections. Um, yesterday, I was out taking uh, my lights down for my my Christmas lights and. I figured uh, I better practice what we preach and decided to take a look at my trees. Um, and I did notice that, uh, you know, I on my spruce trees uh, had dropped uh, some of the limbs. Um, I, I inspected my one maple because it's got a cage in it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's good, uh, especially after these storms come in, that, that you just go out and do a good visual inspection of, of everything and just look for broken branches, cracks. Um, you know, deadwood. Yeah, especially sort of if you're in the older neighborhoods where you have um, like the big elms or the big old amir cherries and the poplars and the willows, some of those ones where, like you said, maybe it didn't fall out or, or fall onto anybody's house or anything, but it could be just broken sitting up in, in, in the tree that and that should be removed. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, um, some of these trees, like the real mature uh, deciduous trees, you know, if they're a, a co-dominant, like multiple trunks right down lower, um, with these winds, they tend to, you know, separate a little bit, and there's some there's some shifting. So you just want to get in there, take a look, um, just look for those cracks because if we catch them early enough, you know, there might be an opportunity to put a cable in to to help support that, or you know, we might be able to do a bolt. So, you know, if you're proactive and kind of stay on top of it and doing these inspections, um, it, it could save your tree and it can save you a whole bunch of money as well. 
And and if you have younger trees, this is the time when you want to look at your trees and do the proper pruning um, to train them so you don't have issues when they do get older. Because this is where I see a lot of trees that were maybe topped or and and they and they'll survive and they'll be okay. But where you really see the problem is ten years later when all of a sudden you have fifteen to twenty feet over top of where it was topped, and that creates a really a weak link, I guess, is what you'd want to call it. Yeah, it's a weak attached branch. So yeah, well, I mean, with with this time of the year with the leaves being off, it's just so much easier to see the structure, and you can kind of get in there and evaluate the tree and and just see if it's you know those branches are weak and and or if they're cracked, right, or or broken. Um, and and a lot of people don't know that you know this time of year is beneficial to prune your trees because it's less stressful on them. Uh, they, yeah, because they they're dormant, quicker. right? Yeah, during dormancy, it's much easier for the for the tree to seal over, and you're not dealing with with disease as much because it's colder temperatures. Um, so yeah, you just got to kind of be aware of that, and and maybe get in that mindset that you know you should be doing this this time of year. Well, this is when you can see it, and I always relate to when I look at trees. Um, the bark is like their skin. And it'll tell you everything that's going on with that tree. You can look at it. You can see the scale on it. You can see the different coloring. You can see any kind of fire blight or yeah. if there's cankers or disease in the in the skin. It's just like someone, like a person, when you see them and they just look totally sick, Like it, it tells you. And it's no different than the tree. When you're looking at the bark, you can, you can really see what's going on with that tree. Yeah, 100%. I mean, most of the time you get – you get your calls when it's a little bit too late. So if you're kind of, you know, getting out there and, and looking at things, getting to really know your property, know your trees, you'll, you'll know when something looks, looks abnormal, right? Yeah. So. And black knot, especially like it's hard to see it when a Schubert's in July, when all the leaves are burgundy and the, and it's, <laughs> and so it's hard yeah. to see the black knot up in the middle of the tree. But at this time of year, it sticks out like, <laughs> like yeah. a sort of thumb. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and and it's important to get that removed, right? Because it, it is quite, I guess, it spreads quite easily. It does absolutely, and and uh, you know, time time to get rid of it now, and and just get these these trees and shrubs a good chance to to have a good year's growth uh, starting from spring. Okay, and so and and so, what does it entail? Like when you said you were dead dead wooding a, a spruce tree, so what do you guys do, and what's entailed in that, and so what should people expect? With, with uh, your your conifer trees, um, they only need to be pruned um, every five to seven years, um, unless you like a really groomed spruce tree. So we we like to deadwood them. Uh, so we'll we'll climb right up to uh, you know twenty five thirty feet, depending on the size of the tree. And we'll start to remove, excuse me, any of the the larger dead branches, but all the fine dead underbrush that you see on the on the bottom sides, we just clean all of that out. And it, it's really good to do that because for a few for a couple of reasons, um, when you remove it, um, it just it creates airflow. So when we have these high winds like we had this past week, the tree's not a big sale. And then the other reason is now you're not pushing nutrients. Uh, the, the tree's not pushing nutrients to the dead portion of the tree as well. So, and it looks uh, a heck of a lot better than leaving it in there. And sometimes, you know, spruce trees are a little bit tricky to kind of get in there. And a lot of people don't like to climb in there to take a look. But 
you, you, if you do, you kind of notice it a lot more. So, oh, I remember just, like last summer when I, I stopped in on one of the job sites, you guys were doing some, I think it was in Lake Bonavista, and I seen a couple that you hadn't got to yet, and I look up, and then I went over to the ones that you had done. I'm just like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, just, it looked like the trees just looked 100% better. Like they just yeah. looked healthier and just saying like, thank you. And they're going to reward those homeowners with um, a gorgeous canopy and, and keep looking good for them. Cause in a, and I didn't really um, see a lot of that done uh, before that, like um, when people get right up into the spruce and, mm-hmm. and, and doing that, what it does for it, it's amazing. So Yeah, it's, uh, it's not the, the most glamorous job. But, uh, you know, <laughs> once, once you get in there and you see, see the fruits of your labor after and just look up and see how clean the tree looks, you're just like, wow, you know, just day and night, like you were saying, and it's just so beneficial for the tree. And, and, and I spent a bit of time with you guys, with the crew and, um, you got some certified arborists and you got young guys that are apprenticeship, they're getting their hours in, but you really focus on training and I just see the guys they just absorb that like you're not out there just saying okay we got to top all these trees like you're showing them mm-hmm. how to how a tree lives grows and to properly nurture it and to, when you're doing your pruning but it's just, it was really good like i just get a really good feeling from the guys out there that they're they do care about the trees and they're and they're just a learning and it makes work and it makes the trees and all that that much better when you get that kind of mindset going on the job site yeah, hundred percent, and and that's it's taken you know a little bit of time to find find the people that that feel the same way you do and kind of look look at things the same, but the same plan that you kind of have. But uh, we have some some really good pieces, and uh, yeah, when you get everybody on board, it's more about uh, the longevity of the tree, not coming in and just removing uh, because there's 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 a skill set for that, but you know the longevity longevity of the tree is is what is is what we want to really um portray that that's what we're doing because you know you can remove that tree and then we never see that client again but you know yeah. and you know we just want uh, the the trees to be nice and healthy and and uh take it from there but- but when they do take one down, they do enjoy that too. I kind of see the smiles oh, on the face when yeah, they take they, down a, a fifty-foot spruce into the middle of the road. Uh, they, they kind of have some fun doing that too, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely for sure. Awesome. All right. Um, so what 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 do you guys you guys are booking into February right now? January, February? Yeah, we're we're into mid February right now. Um, so yeah, if you want to get booked in, uh, I can come out and do an inspection. Kind of get a good game plan uh, on what should be done, and we could, uh, you know, get you in the schedule and, and take care of some things. Okay, in your first initial, that's all free. You just go and do a free estimate and a little yep. consultation. Okay. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Mark, for uh, spending a bit of your time on Sunday. No problem. And uh, and we will uh, we'll see you tomorrow for sure. Thanks, Mark. Sounds good. Enjoy your day. All right. You too. Bye. All right. And that's Mark with Prune It Up. If you if you want to give him a shout, you can. There's an online um, sign up sheet that you can do, and he can come out and have a look at your trees for you. But right now, I better take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm just going to head to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Vern. Good morning, Vern. Hello? Hi, Vern. Yeah. How can I help you? Yeah. Hey, I got a couple of evergreen trees really close to my house. Okay. Uh, uh, they're 25 to 30 feet high. They're, they're a good size. Uh, closest one is about six feet from my house. Now, is there Ouch. any danger that's going to going to crack my foundation or do any damage do they- um it, it is because when you get them that close they don't get that like a big spruce like that when they get that top heavy typically they have the big root system in the ground that can support that type of canopy up high yeah. but when there's houses and that that close they can't branch out like they can't send that support system like they need a bigger net underneath them you kind of know what I mean? Like, that'll hold them steady Like when the wind goes. Yeah. So the bigger they get like that close to the house, it is always a danger. I would I would honestly look at possibly removing them if they're that close to the house and That's when they I get mean. that big. Yeah. Yeah. I know Mark and the crew, they were, uh, they were at one. It was even tighter. Like, they had them. They were coming in between two houses, and they were that high. So they yeah. had to take them out in between, and uh, it takes a bit of an art. So... But if you, like I said, if you want to give Mark a shout, he'd be more than happy to come out and just even give you an assessment. He might say, hey, they're fine. Or if he thinks they need to get removed, he'll let you know. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. How do I, what's his number? We got it there? Yep. 403-532-2500. What's the last four digits? 2500. 2500. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and give Mark on. Yeah, and he uh, he'll come out and and have a look at that for you, because it is. And and when we get the winds, and that's as they get bigger and bigger, it becomes it gets a bit dangerous in between, and uh, and you you want to have that root system to support that big big tree. So yeah, there's no Alrighty. winds coming up to the surface that I I've never seen any, but I you know I'm still yeah they'll be going they're probably going down, but as, like I said, just as those get bigger and when the wind blows. If, if it doesn't have the root system that can spread out to support it. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. Then, then they just end up having to, um, they blow over and, uh, yeah. and then they can cause worse damage. So, okay. but he might, so. he might look at it and say it's totally fine. So like I said, okay. it, give Mark a shout and he'll see what he can do for you. Will do. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Vern. All right. You bet. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. All right. And, uh, I'm going to go, to actually i should probably just take a break and when i get back i'll chat with lou about evergreens as well and if you'd like to give me a show we probably have a couple more spots open you can call me at 403-974-8255 we're going to take a quick break you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go to the phone lines. We're going to chat with Lou. Good morning, Lou. Um, I have a uh, question about a blue spruce tree. I've got a lot okay. of my, a lot of the needles, I'm going to say in about the middle of the tree are, I don't know how to describe it, <laughs> drooping, I guess, almost. It's like the branches are fine, but the needles are kind of hanging almost vertically. It, yeah, in the middle... Um, that'll happen. They'll, are they starting to change color too? Are they sort of going yellowy and, and no, eventually brown? The color, no, the color looks fine. Okay. They look healthy. And that's just within the first couple feet from the center? 
Um, no, actually, more so on the ends. Oh, and on the, the ends trees, of the yeah, tree. The tree's about, you know, 40 years old <laughs> and, ah. and huge. Um, I do get of it lots of water, but um, I just noticed it in the last few years, so I don't know what causes that. Huh. I... T- if it if it's all if it's holding its color, it could be just the weight of the branches as it gets older. It could be the variety. It could be a hoopsie, or is it a real blue spruce, like really deep blue, or is it? No, not deep, deep blue. It's you okay. know. No. Yeah, but some of the blues, if it's it could be the hoopsie spruce, like some of those ones, they start they weep down as they get older, and uh, so. That would be my one guess. It's probably more of the variety. If it looks really nice and healthy, not losing a ton of needles, yeah. I would say it's probably just more of the variety. You probably got a hoopsie. But I it's, would it think. Hasn't, it's never been like that. And it's um, and like I say, it's just in the middle of the tree. You know, like the bottom's fine, the top's fine, just kind of around the middle. Huh. Is, can you snap me a picture? Is that possible? Sure. To, and can you send it to the same number? Uh, yeah, I can. If you could yeah. text it, that would be great. I'd just, sure. I'd love to see that. Then sure. I'll see if I can answer that for you. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you so much. All right. Bye, Bye, Lou. All right, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. I'm going to go to a couple of texts. And these ones I love. This is uh, um, one of the um, listeners texted in her husband's welding a uh, – a plant stand that'll hold a bunch of pots for in, in the summertime. Um, but it says, is, is a 10-inch plastic pot okay to grow one-wave petunia all summer? Um, 10-inch for just one would probably be okay in there, but you have to ensure that it'll get lots of water. Um, typically, I'd probably even try to go a little bit bigger, but a 10-inch should be good if it's right in the full sun. And he's uh, welding this multi-tiered uh uh, plant stand, so it's going to look awesome. A um, couple of varieties I did reply to you, um, Wyona. You could use a, a Vista petunias. They grow in big balls. They're 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 awesome, and we have lots of varieties of those in the spring. Or the wave petunias will also do um, that um, justice for you as well. But you also might want to add in a couple of uh, a couple of. Uh, um, texture colors or a couple of uh, uh, foliage plants or something like that as well, just to give you a little bit of a variety. And here I'm just going to go. Gord, did you say there was a call there? All right. All right. Let's go to Pat. Morning, Pat. Good morning. Uh, How are you today? I'm just great. It's beautiful out there. It is gorgeous morning. <laughs> Um, question I have for you, Merle, is yep. I started a mayor lemon from seed, and okay. it's now 15 inches tall. And oh, wow. I want to awesome. know if uh, if I can clip it off and uh, and, bran- and make it branch out. Yeah, is it just going straight up? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can just just give it a prune at the top. You can take down like one node, like in between two. Just take it down to the next set, next leaf set, right? And that'll help branch it out. And is there anything um, special I should do to um, to keep it healthy? I'm at this right- time. At this time of year, lots of light, right? Uh, it's and, on a windowsill uh, facing perfect. east, so it gets gets good light. 
and okay. uh, it gets fertilizer um, once a week. Okay, uh, that, that's yeah. probably a bit much. You don't. I'd probably just go once a month is lots. Okay. Um, and I would use thirty ten ten. They like a bit more acidic fertilizer. I see. Okay. The evergreen fertilizer, they do like that. And they do like a taller, skinnier pot than a big, wide pot. Okay. So if you, when you go to transplant it, and they do like a nice clay pot, so if you get a nice, tall terracotta right. and and put it into something like either a 10- or 12-inch terracotta, because they're typically a little bit taller, more cylinder-shaped. Right. And the, and the citrus plants really love that. I put mine outside – um, always sort of from June 1st until September and it just loves it like it this I, I leave it on the deck and it just it loves being outside and it just like I get tons of lemons on it but that they just seem to love our sunshine if I so want, if you have a spot on your deck that right. it, 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 it would like it so if I want to keep it as small is there anything special? yeah you can just keep pruning it yeah just keep pruning it like if it goes up just just do the branching, like if it, when it starts sending out more branches, then you can also clip them, and and you can just keep and shape it with the with the citrus trees. They're used to that because in the orchards they're kept smaller, so that way it's easier to pick right. the fruit. They don't let them go crazy, so they always shape them. So those type of trees respond really quite well to pruning. Good, good. Alrighty. Okay, thank you very much. All right, Have thank you day. so much. You as well. Thanks, Pat. All right, and I need to take a break for the news you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Partly cloudy and plus one in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Two people are in custody following a shooting in Calgary's northeast early this morning. Police were called around 5.45 a.m. to the 2900 block of Dover Crescent for reports of shots fired. An adult man and woman were taken into custody. Police are currently searching for a black pickup truck that fled the scene. There are no reports of any injuries. In an update yesterday, Alberta has added 717 new cases of COVID-19 and 15 more fatalities. Global's Courtney Davidson reports. All but one of the 15 people added to the provincial fatality list were seniors and the majority were in continuing care homes. Seven deaths are being reported in the Edmonton zone, five in Calgary, two in Central Zone and one in the North Zone. On Monday, the province is set to ease its COVID-19 restrictions. Barbershops, hair salons, tattoo parlors and other personal wellness services will be allowed to operate again starting on Monday a change that the government made just a week after announcing widespread health restrictions would be extended until late January. Outdoor gatherings of up to 10 people are also to be permitted again, as long as everyone is wearing a mask and keeps at least two meters apart. The provincial government says trends will continue to be monitored and assessed over the coming weeks to determine if further easing of restrictions may be considered. Courtney Davidson, Global News. Inoculation efforts across Canada have resulted in more than 543,000 residents receiving a COVID-19 vaccine dose as of the most recent tally last night. But the pace of immunizations is set to decrease as Pfizer-BioNTech takes a pause to upgrade its production facilities in Europe. Procurement Minister Anita Anand is urging the drug maker to get the country's COVID-19 vaccine delivery schedule back on track as soon as possible. Cases of the novel coronavirus in Canada surged past the 700,000 mark yesterday. 
Some of Alberta's COVID-19 restrictions are being eased, effective tomorrow. Global's Adam McVicker has the details. Starting tomorrow, outdoor social gatherings up to 10 people will be allowed as long as everyone can keep that physical distance of two meters. If not, masks are recommended. However, indoor gatherings are still not allowed. Now, personal wellness services will also be allowed to reopen on Monday, but only for one-on-one services and by appointment only. Those wellness services include businesses like salons, barbershops, aesthetics, reflexology, tattoo and piercing shops. Capacity limits for funerals are also being up to 20 people as long as distancing is observed. Health officials say people are still expected to follow health guidelines, including masks and distancing. Experts say staff in care homes across Canada are struggling to isolate residents with dementia during COVID-19 outbreaks. These patients may have a tendency to wander and a need for social connection, leading them to enter other residents' rooms were common areas where that you could contract or transmit the virus. Laura Tamblin Watts of the Seniors Advocacy Group CanAge says this issue is widespread across the country. It's a significant problem in the time of COVID-19 and long-term care. The good news is that there are some things that we can do to help support infection prevention and control while at the same time not isolating seniors exclusively in their rooms. She says more staff are needed to compassionately intervene when they see residents wandering and redirect them to a safe area, ideally a secondary space other than their bedrooms. And a stillness is in the air in Washington, D.C., ahead of Wednesday's inauguration of President, U.S. President-elect Joe Biden. An inauguration rehearsal that was set for today has been postponed because of security concerns. The FBI warning law enforcement about a substantial threat of explosive devices to upcoming protests. Specialist Brittany Flynn is among the National Guard members here on duty. It's definitely a concern. However, um, you know, our troops are prepped and ready to go. We train for this kind of thing. The National Mall is now cut off by large fencing, as is the White House and Capitol. Alex Stone, ABC News, Washington. Taking a look at sports, the Calgary Flames defeated Vancouver 3-0 yesterday. We'll face off again in a game tomorrow evening. Puck drop is at 7, and Edmonton lost to Montreal yesterday. The Canadians beat the Oilers 5-1, making it their first win of the season. The two play tomorrow evening at 7. Global News Sky Tracker weather today's high 5 degrees with a mix of sun and cloud. Tonight there's a 30% chance of flurries with a low of minus 2. Tomorrow clearing with a high of plus 1. It's plus 1 at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Lessa Gardening. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And that is the talk and text line. Or out of town, 1-800-563-7770. But right now I'm going to go down to the tropical house down at Spruce It Up. Good morning, Jen. How are you? Good morning, Merle. I'm doing very well. How are you? Good, good. Awesome. Exciting day in there yesterday. Lots oh. of, uh, I was mentioning, you're doing tons of transplanting. Yeah, it's been so fun. I posted it on my own social media. Jonah did a really beautiful um, uh, alocasia for somebody in this gorgeous yellow pod. And anyhow, I know they posted on their story, and I think we shared it on the business story. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, but those, that is the, and that is an interesting point. That is the color of the year this year, too, the oh. Pantone there's two colors this year. Usually there's only one, but that bright yellow and 
and a gray, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Stunning. It was just beautiful. Yeah. But that's but that really shows you like when you use the pot as a as a as a decor piece as well, mm-hmm. it, it sure makes it stand out like that. Just it looked awesome. Like this. Mm. Didn't it? Yeah, they yeah. they bought they bought two and they bought one in a beautiful bright blue pot as well. And anyway, and then a lady came in after. It's just it's so fun to kind of see who puts what together and and you know in combinations <laughs> I wouldn't think of. And I just think, oh my, it's just yeah, it was a very clean lined looking piece, and the bright yellow yeah. just made it all perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We when we, in in the tropical plants, and we are spending a lot of time. Um, in the in the in the house right now, so a lot of people are growing plants or doing things or looking to bring new house plants into the house. Um, but also, we have our our little furry friends, mm-hmm. and I know we get a lot of questions on that. Um, what do. are what are pets safe? Yeah, we do. Um, and so I, I did put together a list downstairs. But one of the things that um, I was hoping to talk about is just that with people bringing them in and some people have never had a plant in their home. So they have pets already and they've never had a plant or, or the reverse. People are adopting a lot of um, pets right now because they're at home. And so they have the time, which is awesome. Um, One of the things that I talk about with people is that the best advice I can give is to talk to your vet. If you're concerned about your pet kind of getting after your plant in any way, shape or form, there are lots of online resources in terms of toxicity and, and what could hurt your pet. And so that's what I took our list from that's here in, in our store. Um, but I haven't had any experience myself. I've got pets. I've had them my whole life. I've had plants my whole life, and I haven't had that experience. However, I do know that they can get into these things, and yeah, it can be very devastating, and that's obviously something we try and avoid. Yeah, and the, but the lists make it hard like because mm-hmm. sometimes they they don't leave a lot of varieties that are totally non-toxic mm-hmm. but a lot of it is comes with a bit of training and a lot of them yeah. won't necessarily kill your dogs they'll probably get sick but i always say too it's like a lot of anything if if you eat a whole bunch of leaves of something you're not mm-hmm. going to feel good like oh, if you so grab true, a bunch Carl. of ficus leaves you're not going to feel too good oh it's and <laughs> and, you know what and let's face it dogs well, in my experience, dogs can eat anything. I had a dog that ate socks oh. all the time, so my kids just always had one sock missing because he right, and they they can hurt themselves that way too. Oh, so. we have Ro- yeah, Romeo does that, and yeah, you end up pulling <laughs> the sock out the other end. It's just like, come on, dog, like what are you doing? Like, yeah. yeah, no, honestly, our dog does it. Romeo he eats socks, like he'll eat a whole sock. It'll yeah, just, so I mean, there like, are tons of ways. Let's face it, and there's um, there's also thistles on some plants <laughs> and whatever. So it's best to watch and sort of navigate kind of what your dog going to do. And what I've told a couple of people when they came in as well, if you're really uncertain, um, you've talked to your vet, you've done all the steps, you've talked to us, we've you know kind of given you the list and, and you have to leave. I just tell people to put their plants in a closed door room so that they don't even have to think about it when they're gone then. Yeah. Or just, yeah, yeah put them up a bit or, yes. and it's a bit of training, right? It's just like anything. You don't want them gnawing on your, on your coffee table and you don't want them gnawing on your plants. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> that being said, I had a customer in last year, I believe it was, and she was specifically looking for a ponytail palm because those yeah. are safe for pets um, for her cat. And she just wanted to kind of keep her cat away from her other plants. So she bought this cute little four-inch pot ponytail palm for her cat to play with. And um, they're kind of great. So I've been telling customers when they come in, and it's kind of a great test plant, too, to see what your pet might do. Um, well, and they're easy home. to grow, too, right? They're almost mm-hmm. bulletproof. Oh, for um, sure. 
quite hard to kill them. I just had a visual. I think when when they get big, the big bottom root ball <laughs> of the ponytail could be a cat scratcher. Like they could almost use it to sharpen their their claws. I suppose so, Merle. I hadn't thought about that one, but yeah, I know. I, I, I know why so. I got that visual. This, I just yeah. <laughs> I just see the big bottoms of those, and then they can uh, they can do that. So, yeah. um, so what what kind of like what is sorry? Your do you have a few plants you want to list off that are pet safe or? Yeah, some of the ones that we have. I mean, the spider plant. That's another kind of foolproof plant um, and also a bonus because it has the little baby spiders off the side. You can give those away as gifts, but the spider plant is a pet safe house plant. Um, there's different varieties, but like there's succulents, some succulents as well. There's palms that are great in terms of the, the really high demand um, tropicals, the calatheas are fine for yeah. your pets, the hoyas, the pileas, the Boston fern, which by the way, I'm just going to go off on a little tangent. Jess and I were cleaning up the ferns already this morning, and yep. she actually tagged it as an ombre fern because they've got so much new growth on there. It's absolutely – they've doubled in size, and they have a different fresh green on the outside. So that's the Boston ferns. But anyhow. Okay. Um, and what did you call it? An ombre? An ombre. Just, I mean, for the for – the, that's kind of the hair trend that was happening last <laughs> year too, right? Kind of changing oh. tones. But, yeah, the ombre. I, I don't have that issue. I keep mine pretty tight, my yeah, hair. So I, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could have the ombre hair. Right? I'm sure you do, be... Mark. I would love to yeah. see that. Yeah, that could be a thing. We could kind of take, make it a charity event. Take me back to when I was had the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, maybe yeah, that's a little too far. Okay, coming back. Yeah, well, I'll get Jaden and Derek to do that. They can, there you go. They'll take that over for me. There you go. Um, yeah. All right. So, um, what else did you, uh, you – you had a couple points you wanted to touch on today. So what, what oh. other one did you – well, the, one of the other things, aside from pets, so putting pets to rest, and also, I mean, I'm happy to help out with any pet questions, pet training questions, whatever um, that anybody might need that way. Feel free to give a call. Yeah. And then one of the ones that we have in right now, so we do have a sale going on on all uh, six-inch and eight-inch tropical plants, and those are the pot sizes for them. Um, that's 25% off for those. And one of the ones that we have in that's been very in demand people have been asking is that olive tree plant um yeah which is a super cool one i'm looking at it myself but uh we've got a few of those in um as well in the six inch pots yeah i love yeah. those those yeah. those could be that nice statement piece in your house um growing off to the side and it could end up being um like i said sort of like a ficus eventually but it gives you that little bit of different color yeah um, gorgeous yeah. looking little uh yeah i love those those it's are true those are pretty sweet yeah. yeah, and they tolerate our dryer as well, which is nice. You know what? And I, I just um, – I, I did get – I mentioned this a couple times when we chat about humidity. Mm -hmm. I did get my humidifiers fixed on our furnaces, so I cleaned them out, got rid of the hard water, and, and did the cleaning and got them working. I changed the solenoids in them so that way they work. But, man, like I myself, I used to wake up every morning, and I had a, always an itch and – in your throat and your mm -hmm. coffers thing. I don't have that anymore. So I almost feel like it's, okay. and my plants are just, they feel way better. Like it just, there's, so if you can, the humidity, it is so dry in Calgary. Yeah. And uh, so if you can do that, and that's the best way, if you're just going to solve it, solve it for your house, you want to get your, your humidity in that between the 40 and 50%. If you get too close to 50, you'll get, and how you can just tell if you get condensation in your window, mm -hmm. that means you're getting too high. 
Yeah. You, so you just want to keep it down a bit. Um, but man, it makes a difference for yourself, but also for your plants. It just, uh, cause we get a lot of people come in and ask if they see a little, and especially with the younger generation, um, that are so into plants right now and they, <laughs> yeah. and they get any little brown spot on their plants and they're in a full panic mode. Right. So you just want to, yeah. so you just want to be able to relax a little bit. And, yeah. uh, but that's what happens when it's dry though, right? It, it'll For get sure. the dry tips. And, yep. and things like that. So, and yeah. if you're going to grow a Boston fern, that loves the humidity. Oh yeah, it's yeah, misting any kind of water for sure. Yeah. Okay. What else do you what like? I guess what else can people do for humidity if they don't have a if they can't hook a humidifier up to their furnace? Yeah. Um. I. For so sure. what else can you do? There's um. Well, growing up, my mom used to put little Pyrex dishes over the you know any kind of dish of water over top of our heating vents. <laughs> Um, but the other, oh, really? okay. yeah, mom used to do that or a pot near the heating vent, or if you just, frankly, you can cluster your plants together. So your tropicals, if you can cluster, if you've got more than one like me and keep them together, that'll help with some humidity. Um, you can also use a pebble tray, which a lot of people do as well. So you can get a decorative saucer of some sort or a dish and put some pebbles in there and fill that with water. You can rest your plants on top of that, not so that they're sitting in the water, but just so they're above it. And that helps with humidity as well. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jen, again thank for uh, for giving me a shout. And uh, and uh, so, if you're looking for some plants, they got some sales going on down there, and you can chat with uh, Jen and Jessica. Is Jonah in today with you too, or just this the double J today? <laughs> no, Jonah and Chris are both both here in the in the greenhouse oh, as well today. Yeah. Awesome. So there you go. You got the full meal deal down there today. So if you need some help with plants, go down and see the crew down in the tropical house. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jen. Thanks, Merle. All right. Bye now. Bye-bye. All right. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And I'm getting a few texts, and I'm going to go to – I had a couple of them. I'm just asking about uh, uh, transplanting uh, certain plants – and I was just saying they're asking if clay pots are okay. And if you're going to transplant your house plants, you want to look for a good quality clay pot, um, whether it's a glazed shiny on the outside or terracotta. Um, plants will respond a lot better with those um, rather than some of the plastic or things like that because it just lets the roots breathe a bit more and it'll actually hold, they'll soak in a little bit of water. And so when you first pl- transplant in them, they'll actually take water away from the plant into the soil, um, which isn't great. But once you get them, the pot saturated a bit, they will actually help um, self-water your plants as well. So you can do that. And I better take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to speak with Derek. Good morning, Derek. Good morning. How can I help you? Hey, love your show and love seeing you at the garden center. I have a quick question about a clematis that I've got. 
Yep. And it's one of those ones that grows on old wood, and it's okay. gotten way out of control. How far back can I cut that without killing actually, it? Actually, you probably wouldn't kill it at all. You could even take it like 50%, 30%. Um, and if it's getting that big, it might even like a little bit of thinning out. Okay. So you could probably thin it and take it down a bit in height. And then it'll it'll send a lot of new energy out like crazy into new growth. So <clears throat> I, I wouldn't time, hesitate. Sorry? What time of year would be a good time to do that? I would probably look at doing that. Um, you can almost do it any time because like Mark was saying earlier with the trees, they're dormant right now. Yeah. So a lot of the moisture, everything's gone down anyway. So if it's a warm daylight right now, you could go out, take it out or – um, wait till first thing. You just don't want to wait too long, like when the ground starts warming up and then a lot of the energy goes up into the branches. Right. You want to do it well before that. So you want to make sure you do it like before April. Um, so that way, because you don't want to have a bunch of energy up into the branches that you end up cutting off because then that's a bunch of wasted energy. Okay. So I, I like to make sure I do that before. And and then that way, all that good energy goes right up into that new foliage. Into new and then growth. also, yeah, absolutely. So, okay. Yeah. Alrighty. So just do Perfect. it on a nice warm day when it's comfortable out there and, uh, and enjoy. And thank you sounds, so much. Sounds like my afternoon is booked. There you go. All right. Thank thanks, you. Derek. Bye. All right. Take care. Yeah. And, uh, and I enjoy when I get to meet the listeners down in the store. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, I guess people hear me when I chat down there. My voice kind of carries a fair bit, I guess, through the garden center. When we're in a mass, too, it's, um, I guess, they easily identifiable. And right now, I'm going to go to Bridget. Good morning, Bridget. Good morning. How are you today? I am good. So I've got this Christmas cactus that is yeah. now, that's something, 20 years old. And um, two, three years ago, my daughter's cat decided to make a nest right in the middle of it and broke it right down. And it's come back really beautifully, and I'm having to pinch it back. And this year, I wanted it to bloom. So I did pinch it right back to all the the branches, like where there's the two two leaves or whatever you want to call it. And I got a single blossom that was it just one single blossom okay um probably because you took maybe when you do it quite a heavy pruning like that like they don't need that done to them so when you did that it probably it's going to really concentrate more on growing than blooming at that point so i would yeah so i would just leave it now continue to feed it with 15 30 15 if you if you haven't already Okay. And so you want you want to build the phosphate up into the soil, and and build up that so it can start blooming. Um, but once and, and I it but and don't hesitate like transplant and I'm not too sure how long it's been in that same pot, but they do like transplanting. I put mine into like a ten inch pot, and man, it's been almost blooming since. Um, October, it went through, it bloomed early then, stopped for a couple weeks, it bloomed again at Christmas just before, and now it's blooming again and it's blooming again already. So it just, when you give them that soil and then I just feed it with the 15, 30, 15, sometimes you'll get two or three or four blooming cycles throughout a year. 
Yeah, it used to do that before the cat decided that it was going to make a nest in the center of it. Yeah, and that's what it is. So it's just it's in recovery mode right now. So it's 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 trying to build back up its foliage that it's lost. So it it, it feels it needs to do that um, okay. first. So and, and they're pretty it, smart. So yeah, it's really recovered well. I mean, it's it's like a nice little bush again. So yeah, it's just when I you pinch it back. A good sign then. <laughs> yeah, and just yeah, it is. But just. Don't pinch off because a lot of those ones you maybe pinch off are ready to start blooming too. So that's sort of – so when you pinch those off, it goes into growth mode again rather than bloom mode because okay. when because it's almost like it, they set the buds on the end. Right. So if you yep. take those yep. off, it's going to – it then it goes, okay, I, I got to go into back into growth mode. So so just, so if, just leave it. If, if I see the new leaves coming out in there, I need to tell when they're leaves. If I pinch, keep pinching those – I can just keep it at the size that it's at, correct? Yeah, but you want it, but you'll also lose if you keep pinching it. You're going to lose a blooming time, so you got to oh, leave okay. it for a period of time um, to encourage some blooming. Because if you keep right. if you keep pinching it, it, yeah, it goes back going. into yeah, yeah. Okay. So All right. you want to so you want to let it get into its bloom mode and go through a cycle, and then only do your cutting back maybe every couple of years because they're not fast growers. Like you're not getting uh, oh, 20 inches a year. No, no, this, this one's a survivor. I, when I first got it from my daughter, it was like three, three branches, three little sticks. That was it. And now, <laughs> I've, now I've got it in a great big 20 inch pot and, awesome. and it's just cute. And it's awesome. like, that's why the cat wanted to lay in it. Right. So, uh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, now it's right back where it was. So that blossom was a good Yep, time. so just okay. leave it for a bit, and maybe you'll get some blooms by Easter. Give it some food, and yes. you're good to go. That's All right, thank you so much. Easter and Christmas. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you All so right, much. thank you. All right, Bye. take care. Bye-bye. All right, I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Partly cloudy and zero in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Phil Spector, the eccentric and revolutionary music producer who was later convicted of murder, has died at 81. Officials say he died Saturday of natural causes at a hospital. Spector was convicted of murdering actress Lana Clarkson in 2003 and was serving a prison sentence when he died. One of Spector's best-known songs was the 1964 single, You've Lost That Love and Feelin' by the Righteous Brothers. Two people are in custody following a shooting in Calgary's northeast early this morning. Police were called to the 2900 block of Dover Crescent for reports of shots fired. Police are searching for a black pickup truck that fled the scene. No reports of any injuries. And effective tomorrow, personal wellness services such as salons, barbershops and reflexology are allowed to reopen as the province is easing some COVID-19 restrictions. Outdoor gatherings of up to 10 people are permitted. Masks and two-meter distancing must still be upheld. It's zero. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and the phone lines are wide open. You can give me a call, 403-974-8255. Or 1-800-563-7770. And those are the talk and text lines. But if you'd like to give me a shout, 
974-8255. But I do have a lot of text that I'm going to go through as well. Here's one. I have a out-of-control 40-year-old Catoni Acer hedge. Want to trim it down. How close to the ground should we go? Typically on something like that, I would go down as close as I could get, sort of in that four to six-inch range. And then you also just want to cut out any of the dead wood, like once you get it down. So um, you'll see some of the branches in there. So you want to even go lower on some of the ones that are really dead and, and kind of rot it out and get rid of those. Um, but go down to the four to six inches. Ensure that you have a really nice sharp chainsaw um, when, you're, when you are chopping that down. Um, or if you're going to give a, a pruning guys a call, um, by all means, Mark would love to give you a quote on that. And then throw that right into the chipper and get rid of all the wood for you as well. So, but what you want to do after that as well, when you do that to your hedge, um, you want to ensure that it has lots of food next year to take off. So either want to sprinkle on like a granular fertilizer and you can even use our lawn fertilizer for that, the green it up lawn, the 16326. You can just sprinkle it all on the hedge there and, and then just get a soaker hose. First thing in the spring, just like early, like late April, early May, when things start sprouting out of the ground, just ensure that it has lots of moisture. Just So lay out a soaker hose, watered in, and that'll get the fertilizer going. You can also use a water soluble, maybe for the first time at that point, like a 20-20-20 or 30-10-10, just something for some upper growth to really give it a good push. And uh, you'll be amazed at how, how it cleans up and just looks totally rejuvenated. And also at that point, I think it's sort of the last week in June, July, um, Pure Spray Green really helps with the scale that has been attacking our, our Catoni Aster hedges around Calgary. So you can do a couple applications of the Pure Spray Green. And we'll be talking about that throughout the show um, when we get closer to that in, in July, mentioning what to do with that. But rejuvenation for a lot of your shrubs is great. Like it really gets them back into the luster of life, get rid of all that dead wood so it's not using all its energy um, to try and keep old dead wood alive. And here's another one. Good morning. Can you go over how you treat your lemon tree? I only caught part of it last week. Of course. And I did chat a little bit earlier with a caller, but what I do with my lemon tree, I, I they like a taller cylinder pot. So you want something that's a little bit taller and skinnier, that type of pot for them. They do prefer a clay pot. So if you go terracotta or a glazed clay, they do like that. And I put mine outside from June 1st all the way till September. I just leave it out. I face south. It gets lots of sun. You have to water quite a bit more when it's outside. So you're watering it every two or three days um, in the summer if on those warm, hot days. Because in Calgary, again, like I was talking earlier, it is quite dry and our suns are quite intense. But man, the lemon trees just love being outside. Like I got so many lemons. I probably have six still on there right now. I haven't uh, picked them. and Right, and probably have had harvested close to 12 to 15 um, throughout the summer. And like I said, still have six on there right now. And they stay on there a long time. Like they've been yellow for, I'm kind of experimenting to see how long I can leave them um, and just seeing if they just fall off. I don't want to waste them, but I'm trying just to see how long they can go. But they do have to stay. Don't pull them off before they're ripe. 
and they don't they won't ripen after sort of like some other stuff and the type of fertilizer i use on those is the 301010 they they do like that a little bit more acidic and they should do really quite well and you can just use regular soil like our good all purpose potting soil is great for those they they respond really really well and i'm going to go to another text we have lots of text at this time um oh Oh, that is the Cottage Gardener for the Times. Um, I don't have those up there, but they're typically they're on at seven to eight thirty at night. So if you go on to the Grow Project on the events, and the one on Thursday, January twenty first, is seven to eight thirty, and the ones like I said, I don't the ones the sheet that I'm on isn't showing. The February ones, for some reason, it just it jumps to April, and then it goes to March fourth, and they all look like they're at night. They're on that seven o'clock to eight thirty. So have a look there and see. I'm not sure why those other ones aren't on there. Only only have the March fourth, twenty fifth, and and uh, April. So. Anyways, hopefully that helps, or you can always contact them and, and see what goes from there. But right now, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. I'm going to go right to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Barry. Good morning, Barry. Hey, Merle. How are you doing? Good, good. How can I help you? Good. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Here's a question for you. Do you, at Spruce It Up, uh, sharpen those uh, electric hedge clippers? Uh, we don't. We don't sharpen them. I would probably go to like a place like Equipment Express. Um, they have a. Okay. They have two. They have a couple of stores. They have one in South Calgary. They have one in Okotoks. They have one in uh, Cochrane as well. Um, they're great. Oh, they they do they do a lot of our maintenance and things for us. Our arborist guys they they do that themselves on the site. But typically, if we have a bit more, we take it into that equipment express, and they do a good job. Oh, that's good to know. Okay, and they'll do all all the various ones, clippers and things like that. Absolutely, and you want to make sure that they are sharp because that is it's so important. Because there's nothing worse, than, especially if you're trying to trim your hedge, and it's more or less just squishing the branches when you're trying to do it right. When it's nice and nice and sharp, it just goes through it, and it's just so much better for the for the plant as well. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Mine is more like a shredder than a cutter. So. <laughs> yeah, and that and it's just not good for them because that just opens them up for disease and things like that. So you want to make sure you have a nice clean cut so that way you can heal properly. And when it's shredded, they just can't heal, and it just opens it up yeah. for disease and things. So yeah, okay, that's great. Uh, Equipment Express, I'll go and get that done before yep. spring. Yep, chat with those Thanks. guys, then they'll be more than helpful. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks, bro. Bye bye. All right. All right. I'm going to go to the phone lines and where are we at for time? We got lots of time. We're gonna go to Myrna. Good morning, Myrna. Hi Merle, how are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Good. Happy New Year. I haven't phoned Happy since New- the New Year. No, I know. I was uh, I was wondering where you've been. I thought you maybe still recovering from, from New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been just busy and sometimes I just need to ask questions, so I phone. 
All right. How can we help you? You know, um, I you always say do not replant on winter. Uh, do it in the spring. But then well, uh, I'm stuck. Depends what I... it is. Like a lot of your tropical plants, it's actually a good. It's not a bad time to do it in January, February, sort of yeah. March. You can. It's still good because it's. Um, it just gives them time to to get the roots going again, and and uh, it, it's usually it's usually okay time to do it. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's good. But uh, the anthurium, they are a pretty root bound um, kind of yeah. plant, and I have like big, huge like like if you put your two arms together, that's how big it is, and they're Holy. only on an eight inch pot. So can I, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I would I would put that right into a twenty inch pot. Like I'd go fairly big on it. Yeah, because then you don't have to worry about it for a while, and then you'll just see it. Um, it'll recover and do beautifully. Like it should just They're blooming right now, though. Yeah, and 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 a lot of it you'll you'll still get blooms, and sometimes even more when there's totally. Um, root bound because they stress that's almost stressed out yeah, um, so that's so that's sometimes str- triggering them to bloom to reproduce oh. um, but you but you want to get them blooming with the good soil because it's probably quite top heavy I, I would imagine being in that 8 inch pot being that big yeah it's always getting sad and I have to water every 3 days I thought that you yeah. don't water it until it's dry and then I let it dry and it's sad and why is it and it's dry it's just because there's nothing there so it just it needs more nourishment and and the soil. So I I would definitely get yourself a nice pot. Um, like I said, I'd go in the eighteen to twenty inch pot at least, and uh, transplant that, and uh, it should do awesome for you. Okay, and why? I can I have one more question. I phoned for this too. You know, with yep. that Transferma rapidora, it's a type of monstera, I guess. Yeah. How come? This is my first time for this plant, and it, how come that when I watered it, all, the young leaf on the top all turned brown and and and, and melted? Ha! Huh. Did you were you fertilizing or anything? No, I didn't. I I just because okay. it was dry, so I watered it, and then it all melted. A couple of weeks later, all the top of it. So there's no top. There's no more growth for the top, and and Did, a few yellow. And each. Any chance it got froth or like cold or this in your house? So I, I don't imagine, but uh, it's very unusual because typically only that happens if if something in the water, if you over fertilize or burn the roots, it'll burn like that on top the new oh, growth. I didn't fertilize even. I just huh. watered it because it's just new this year. I just got it this year. Um, yeah, it's very tall. I, it's like a meter tall. A meter, oh, really? a meter tall, and all the tops of it are all brown and gone. So would did it, it happen just after you brought it home? It happened a month after I brought it home. Okay, okay. So I was going to say, sometimes if you get frost damage, sometimes it happens a day or so after. But oh. that's a long time to wait. Yeah, I, I. That's just weird. Maybe, maybe it got too dry, oh. and the, and it just. It dried up when the before the new growth opened up. So when it opened up, then you could see the damage was done already in the new growth. That would oh. be the only thing I can really think of is this that it got too dry, and that's where you'll see it on new growth like that. So 
Oh, so will it recover again, or should I? Oh yeah, no, no. It'll you can just trim off the brown parts on that, and it'll it'll be fine. Like again, just ensure that it's has proper size pot for it because a big plant like that, especially being larger foliage as well, uh-huh. um, they need the proper nourishment and the water sustainability. Like they need a nice good pot. Um, otherwise you, you do, you don't get the nice big leaves, but I know when you transplant it, you'll, you'll see a big difference again. Like on that one, I would probably even recommend doing that at the same time. Oh, okay. I'll try that. See, yeah, that, that's all I can think. Cause, um, is uh, the only thing is, no, 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 no. You want to make sure you look after it. And the best thing is, and sort of like when I was talking with Janet at the beginning of the show, and the same with our tropical plants. It's it's you start with good root system, good soil, and a lot of the other stuff will will happen after that. So I would just get it get it a nice pot, get it transplanted into some nice new soil, and uh, and let me know how that works, Myrna. Okay, thank you so much, Merle. All right, thank you, and great chatting with you, and look forward to seeing you again at the garden center soon. Oh, I do go. I talk to some of the girls there. <laughs> I know. I, I they go. let me know when you. They let you. They let me know when you come in. But I always. I like to chat with you when I get to catch you when you're there. So. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Bernard. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye-bye. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Lester Garden. I'm going to do a quick text. It says, good morning. Love listening while we wait for spring. And trying to plan out what fruit trees to get in the yard and hoping to get five of them. Do you have any suggestions on what will do well in the Okotoks area? So you're, you're very similar to Calgary. Um, and we're very fortunate. There's lots of great fruit trees we can grow. Um, you can do um, pears. Like we have the John pear, the Paul pear. Those are great, and we have a couple other varieties of pears as well. Um, the whole romance series of sour cherries can grow in in Calgary, Okotoks area. So the Cupids and and the Carmine, also the Evans cherry. So there's lots of great cherries and and fruit, and and then again all the apples. Like there's so many great like real apples, the Hardy Max. Um, so there's probably 10 varieties of apples that you can grow in the area. There's a great, um, on our website, we have a thing called the plant finder. You can also go on there and, uh, just type in fruit trees and it'll pull up ones for our zone. And you can just do a shopping list of ones that look interesting, but, and we're really going to try hard on having a really, really good selection of fruit trees this coming year people are really and i love that trend it, it it's good and we have these cherry berry strawberries coming in they're like a dark purple strawberries we got a bunch of those um zoe and i were chatting with our grower on friday um just booking a bunch of this different fruits um and you can push the zone a bit if you have some areas that some microclimates you can do some apricots there's i've put a mount royal plum in my backyard so I'm interested to see how that I, I did it a spalier with those, and uh, I'm hoping that that turns out. And uh, so, yeah, don't be afraid to to push 
like try it. Like there's lots of lots and lots of fruit. So come down to to Spruce in the springtime, and we'll definitely get you set up. You'll be able to do all kinds of different ones. But right now, I'm going to go to Marty, and uh, he wants to chat up again about a different type of fruit in the house. Good morning, Marty. Morning, Merle. How are you? I'm doing great, actually. You know, a good lots of good calls. The sun's shining. <laughs> we, Beautiful. We can go outside. It's all good. We can for another week, anyhow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, lemon tree question for you, Merle. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're looking at getting a lemon tree, and okay. we don't have a lot of sunlight in the house. We put shade on our windows. Can We have grow tents downstairs. Can I keep it in the grow tent for the rest of the winter until I can get it out on the deck? Absolutely. Yeah, just make sure they're full-spectrum bulbs. Um, okay. We also have uh, bulbs that you can just screw into any socket as well. So we have the full-spectrum sun blaster bulb. So if you do want to have it upstairs, yeah, um, and if you have upstairs. a yeah, so if you have a lamp close by, you can put that, and and you can keep it there. But absolutely, you can put it in the grow tent, um, and definitely work with that as well. So what's the what's the temperature I'd want that out and and the the amount of light I would put on that? Um, well, you, you just want to get it too close. Um, so you, you're talking about the height difference or the type no, of just, bulbs? Uh, just, no, just the length of time I'd have uh, have it under the – they would be lit oh, up. Like I, I would still go like at least the six to eight hours. Like, okay. And, and the temperature anywhere between – 18 and turn to 22 degrees Celsius sort of thing is perfect. Perfect. Okay. And in the and just, fall, or, sorry, go ahead. It, it just ensure that it gets a bit of airflow in there. Cause sometimes if you stick it in the tent, you just, you need a little bit of airflow as well. So um, a fan so, going in there. Will that work? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Loves it. And, and in the summer, can I put that on, on our deck that faces West? Will it get enough sun? Absolutely. West is usually lots of sun. It'll love it. Just ensure Perfect. that it's in a big enough pot so it doesn't scorch and dry out. Because anything out in, in this, like your flower pots, and I always recommend people go bigger than usually what they're thinking. Because um, just to be able to last through the whole summer, like I have mine in like a twenty-inch pot outside, and it it loves it. So okay, perfect. All right, appreciate that. Alrighty. Have a good. All day. right. Well, good. Yeah. You too. Thanks, Marty. You bet. Bye bye. All right, and where I'm at for time, actually, I'm almost out of time. I'm just going to do it, and I'll just have to, actually, I'll try Dwight real quick here. I think we might be able to squeeze it in. Good morning, Dwight. Dwight. Happy Sunday, buddy. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Listen, I I texted last Sunday when Kath was on about the pepper plants. Yeah. I, I texted you, but your text line must be really busy. So I pinched off the flowers, the buds. Yeah. Okay, seven days later, the one I pinched four off of, I got 13. <laughs> well, that's good so then. Keep pinching or just let it go? Yeah, no, I wouldn't pinch much more. I would just, I would let it go now for a bit. Okay. Yeah, they and, all grew like quadruple. Yeah, well, you you're, you know what you're doing, so you're giving it the right nutrients and things. And what are you feeding that? Are you doing the 15, 30, 15 or? Yeah, 15, 30, 15 every three weeks. Okay, perfect. And how tall are they now? They're about four inches, four and a half. Okay. Bush, bush. I sent a picture if you want to check through. And, awesome. And the other and thing was um, I was going to ask if you could ask Jen. Yeah. If she wants no, to. No, I got, I got that text. I was going to ask her. Yeah, okay, good. Let me know. 
And All right, I will for sure. And we okay. got, um, and I will chat with you this week, and we can discuss uh, um, growing of the cannabis and a couple other things. And uh, cause sure, I know sure. you like to do it. You like yeah. to keep it fairly easy for people. So I oh, like yeah, to get. Yeah. Uh, it became so easy for me, Merle, especially that and the tobacco. It's just a pleasure now. Awesome. Like having, All right. Like philodendrums in your yard. <laughs> All right. Perfect. All right. I got to go, Dwight. We're at the end of the show here, but thank you so much. Yeah. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. Again, thanks, everybody, for, for listening, calling, and texting. And uh, we'll be back here next week getting our garden on right here on 770 CHQR. <laughs>